Hello, everyone. Oops, sorry. Um, hello, everyone. I am Lua Presidio, and this is the Arts Report uh, in live from CITR at 101.9 FM. Um, we are broadcasting live from the traditional unceded Musqueam territory in the Vancouver UBC Point Grey campus. And I'm so happy to be here with you all today, or I guess in the studio by myself. Um, but you know, metaphysically, or like essentially with you guys that are listening to my voice today, it's a beautiful, beautiful, um, very sunny day. I'm so happy to be here. And it's the arts, it's the arts report. And we have so much going on in the city. So we're going to start with a few recaps and shout outs and things that are going on that you can check out in the upcoming weeks or even this weekend. And then we have two very interesting reviews of two different plays. So first off, um, Brave New Playwrights is happening. Uh, it's, well, it's ha going to be happening very soon. And you might be wondering, what is uh, Brand New Playwrights? So basically, the UBC Department of Creative Writing puts on a show for brand new playwrights. And it's a way to support new writers and new actors and actresses. And there are four different, sorry, there are four different programs. There's a green program, blue program, orange program, purple program. And they are all very short plays. And you can watch all of them at once. Well, each of these programs have multiple plays in them. And you get to watch them. It's a pretty fun night. Um, they are all going to um, be happening. Why, why is talking so hard today? <laughs> they are... So, for example, the Green Program is happening, is going to have a few different plays in it. Xenobiology, Dante's Door, Fried Chicken, Turkey, The Lactation of St. Bernard. Very interesting, very interesting titles. Each one of these plays is very unique. Uh, each one of these plays will deal with different themes and they are put together and you know these are kind of like one-time opportunity to see these plays as again these are from very brand new writers and is an opportunity to support arts and culture and maybe one of these people will become like your favorite playwrights in the future and now we get to see them at the very early stages of their career and be like wow look how how they've changed in a few years from now so that's happening um but there's oh that's happening on march from march 22nd to march 27th so from 7 30 to 9 30 p.m so basically it started yesterday and it's going on until next week there are full productions and there are just staged readings that are happening on march 26th to march 27th just the last two days and those staged readings are only matinee, so they're from 1.30 to 3 p.m. Um, the full productions are at night from 7.30 to 9.30. Yeah, check them out. It's honestly like a very fun time. I've gone in the past for, to the Brave New Playwrights Fest, and I believe that might, this might be like the first full production in the year putting on... Oh, they had full productions last year. Oh, that was fun. Um, but it's, it's been a while since you get to enjoy the full theater experience. So, you know, check it out, um, if you want to, and if you don't, that's okay. You should check it out anyway. Um, MOA is also having a very cool event on March 31st. So next Thursday, March 31st, it's called Not Arts Night Out, a concert and celebration of women. So this concert is to celebrate the women and femmes in our lives with an intimate evening of music at Moa's Haida House. It's going to be featuring two BIPOC artists, Maya and the headliners Turunesh. Uh, they are both UBC alums. And we all, they're also going to have a spoken, art, spoken word act um, beginning the show. Their name is Kai and they are going to be doing some poetry in honor of the International Transgender Day of Visibility. It's going to happen in 
I, I love the description. Cozy up by the outdoor fire pit, roast a marshmallow and dust the night away. So you get to, you get the idea. It's a very intimate space. Uh, great music, amazing, beautiful voices. And it's just a very fun evening. It's an evening to enjoy art uh, right at MOA. You know, MOA is, 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 I, MOA is one of my favorite places. Uh, I think it's one of my favorite places on campus. It always allows me to just think and clear my head. And I think everyone should get a chance to, you know, see MOA and go there every once in a while. Um, it's not that pricey compared to other museums like the Vancouver Art Gallery. And yeah, it's 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 a good time. And to continue to speak about MOA... Uh, Sankofa is having its closest celebrations on Sunday, March 27th. Um, so it's this Sunday, March 27th from 1 to uh, 4 p.m. So that is the final day that the the, the show Sankofa African Roots, Canadian Roots is going to be on. It That is an amazing show. We have reviewed it before. We talked to the curator. It is an um, exhibition that explores the Canadian roots of, well, the African roots that are in Canada. It features a lot of Black um, Canadian artists. And what I find is very interesting is there is a section of this exhibition that focuses on the Vancouver archives and the history of the Black community in Vancouver. And Vancouver has notoriously been not necessarily a very great space for black people and I think it's so cool to see that there is so much history in this place that has been purposely erased and exhibitions like this are trying to bring that back and make it really showcase that the history is here the history is here and you just have to look for it yeah um so I want to talk about a few other things that are going on. And, oh my God, I'm so excited for so many other things that are going on because there are so many plays coming on. Summer is coming around. There's going to be so much music and just a lot of like very cool culture activities. So another play that's going on is putting, being put on by The Colch. Uh, again, The Colch is spelled C-U-L-T-C-H. It, the culture being has been putting on a very consistently a lot of different plays. One of the reviews that we're going to hear today is one of the pl plays that the culture has organized and produced. This one, its opening night uh, was last Thursday for this play called Bunny, an exploration of sex and desire. This play is going to be going on until Sunday, March 27th. I might catch it because it sounds really cool. Um, so this is... Um, the Search Party's Bunny. So the Search Party is the production company, I believe. And it's happening in the Van City Culture Labs as part of our their of the Colch's fifth annual Femme Festival. Um, so the story is Sorel is self is a self-described dorky slut. Obsessed with men in Victorian literature, this place follows Sorel through her erotic relationship with men and other complicated friendships with Maggie. We don't talk about so it's about female sexuality. It's about discovering those conversations and addressing them. If this sounds like the thing for you, definitely check it out. It's going on until Sunday. You can get tickets online. Again, The Colch. And that is not the only thing that The Colch is producing. There are many more things that are going on at the same time. One of them, uh, as a reminder, that The Colch has a... Um, replay is their online platform for plays and these plays are made specifically for online for um for your viewing you know at home which is really cool so you get theater you can get the theater experience in theater but you know some maybe that's not something that you feel safe with right now and that's totally cool get catch a play at home you know get that theater experience it's not going to be the same but it's still going to be a pretty cool experience and watch it at home uh support the culture support our arts and culture they they need it and they've had a very crazy to say the least past two years and i'm very happy that 
everything has is coming back with such force. I'm I'm so excited for everything. Um, another play that is opening this week is the Arts Club Made in Italy. This play is going to be reviewed next week, so tune in next week if you want to hear more about it. But here's why I find this play very fascinating. This is a one-man musical. This is a one-man musical. Let that sink in for a second. Um, <laughs> a one-man musical. I don't know how this play is going to be structured. It's going to be put on and the Stanley stage, Al Greville Island. Again, this is done by the arts, this is produced by the Arts Club. And um, Made in Italy is a, the Granville Island stage, sorry. The, the, this, sto this is a story of Francesco Mantini, who is a second generation Italian teen, and he's trying to find his place in Alberta, of all places. And obviously, he's very inspired by Rocky Balboa, by John Travolta. He's very this like very manly man or this idea of a manly man. And he tries to reinvent himself instead of being Francesco Mantini. He's Frank Martin, Frank Martin, uh, a crooner and a ladies man. And um, we see this transformation. It's, it's supposed to be a very bubbly, very upbeat, very fun play. So I'm really excited to see it uh, tonight and review it for y'all next week. But if you can't wait for a review and you're just like dying to know what this play is like, go out and watch it. Tickets uh, start from $35. Uh, they are available online at the Arts Club website. And yeah, I mean, it's, 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 the Arts Club has consistently shown very high quality work, and I don't imagine that this is going to be anything less. Um, I'm very excited to see what this turns out to be, but um, you don't have to wait for me to, to figure out what it's going to be like. You can just go and watch it. And so we're going to take a very short, quick break uh, for our ads and PSAs. And when we come back, we are going to be listening to a review by Silvana um, of Clean Slash Espejos, which is a completely bilingual play where uh, with English and Spanish, uh, following the lives of two very different women and their encounter and what happens then. Hey, it's Tim Darcy from Cola. Our album Deep in View is out this spring, and you can see us at the Biltmore in Vancouver on July 11th. Looking to get a reliable and affordable used bike? Need a repair or service to your current ride? Come to the Bike Kitchen, UBC's full-service community bike shop, located in room 36 of the UBC Life Building. Our hours are Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. If you buy a bike from us, bring it back when you're done using it, and we'll give you half of your money back, as long as you took care of it. If it needs repairs, we'll split the cost with you. Yep, you heard us right. We'll give you crisp dollar bills for half the original price of any used bike that you buy from us minus the cost of repairs. For more information about our buyback policy and to stay up to date on any COVID-19 inspired changes, find us online at thebikekitchen.com. Hello everyone and we are back. I said I told you guys it was going to be a very short one, a very short break. Uh, before we listen to the review by Silvana on Clean Slash Espejos, um, there's a few more things I would love to talk about. Uh, one of them is that White Noise is being put on by the Firehall Arts Center. It's going to be happening from April 16th to May 1st. And this play, so it's, it's a little bit away, um, well... It's going to be very fast approaching. I feel that time is not real. 
well, I know time is not real. And lately, it's been moving way too fast. But it's a comedy about two families who have dinner together for the first time during Truth and Reconciliation Week. And it the play explores what it means to live in Canada from very two different paradigms and essentially asks us to consider how do we deal with internalized racism? How do we keep pushing it away and pretend to live safely in our day-to-day lives? Um, obviously, this is going to be, this can be a very heavy play for some, but um, these topics that are being explored with white noise, with, um, oh my God, what what was the other play that, oh yes, Little Red Warrior and his lawyer. They're so important. And I'm so happy to finally see some plays addressing some of these issues from more than just a critical perspective, from a very human perspective. It's so easy when talking about these issues, when talking about these things, to be like, oh, like, this is wrong, this is right. Um, People that do this are bad. People that don't do this are good. And it's like, people are complicated. People are, are complicated and people are human and people make mistakes and sometimes say things that they have been conditioned to say and I really appreciate plays like this that bring the human aspect into it and bring things into conversation and really make anyone who's watching stop and think of of okay what does some of what do some of these things actually mean what does it mean to approach the space that we live in in a certain way what does it mean to exist in land that is unseated and work and live and study in this land, on this land. Um, And with that, I'm going to play our lovely review by Silvana of Queen slash Espejos. Hello, everyone. I hope you're taking care. Um, It's been a while. Um, this is Silvana with a review for you after a really long time and I am super excited to share with you that I went to watch this play that I think it's amazing (laughs) Um, and I really really hope you enjoy it Um, I don't want to spoil too much of the story because even though um, the in-person part of the of the play, um, I mean, it was presented at the historic theater um, by the Kulch, um from March 11 to March 19th. So um, this um, in-person shows are done, but um, you can still watch the play that I'm going to talk about on demand online. So this um, you can do from April 5th to April 10th. So it's pretty soon, it's coming up, and I would really, really encourage you to do so. After watching the play in person, I can see how um, it can also fit the frame really well. So I really encourage you to, um, you know, I know COVID um, restrictions are being lifted, but um, you can definitely enjoy some theater comfortably from um, your home, wherever you are. And so the play that I'm talking about, (laughs) it's called Clean slash Espejos. Espejos means mirrors in Spanish. And so this was such a good play. (laughs) I enjoyed it so much. Um, I think it was really, really well acted. Um, I think the story was really good. Um the just like the different emotions that you could feel inside the um the theater were just great um they ranged from really big laughs to also just like you know that feeling that it tours of your like heartstrings a bit um at certain points of the story so it was very very special and i'm really really happy that i got to see it because i actually got a covid <laughs> um, when i was going to watch it on um its very first show and uh lisa at the cult was really really kind um to allow me to watch it the week afterwards even if this review was 
going to come after um, the in-person screenings were done. So Clean, um, to say the short name, um, was written by the playwright Christine Quintana. And it was translated, and the translation and adaptation um, was done by Paula Celaya Cervantes. Um, the direction was by Chelsea um, Haberlin and Daniela Atiencia. And so, um, first things first, I said Clean Espejos is two languages. It's one title with two languages. And this is because this was a fully bilingual play. I had never assisted, I never seen um, a fully bilingual play and I really, really didn't know how it was going to work. Um, of course, when we watch um, movies or shows in another, la in another language, um, we're used to see just subtitles. And um, I went with this friend of mine and she asked, I wonder if this is going to have subtitles, you know, like in the, like you do in Netflix or whatever. Um, and yes, yes, it does have <laughs> um, subtitles. So um, when someone's speaking in Spanish, the subtitles will uh, pop up in English and vice versa. So in the English parts, there's subti subtitles in Spanish. So it's a fully um, accessible play in both languages, which I think is amazing. And it really um, torns, like tears down barriers for us to learn stories um, from different cultures um, that can be told a bit more authentically and a bit more um, a bit more originally in their original language um, so I thought that was great um, clean espejos is basically a play um, where two women one from uh, Vancouver you know like um, a white woman uh, that has um, a middle-class family and her sister is having a quote-unquote destination wedding in Mexico and they're at this resort where um, there's another woman which is our other protagonist and she is a Mexican woman that um, is really really tough um, and she um, is the housekeeper and manager at the hotel um, and they both characters live very different lives um, they both face very different um, struggles but they do have a complicated relationship with um, their past they have a, a complicated um, um, I don't know more like they have an encounter that's not complicated but more like problematized um by the different um by the different lived experiences of both our characters that we see on uh, on the stage slash screen <laughs> um and i just i just thought that each of the characters was just very um was very genuine <laughs> Um, so I, I do speak Spanish, so I got to um, hear fully uh, um, one of the characters, um, you know, mannerisms and words. Um, they used a lot of um, Mexican slang, um, which I'm not super versed at, but you can kind of get the gist of the things also by reading um, the English subtitles. Um, that is always super interesting to me, um, how things are translated <laughs> because sometimes um you know she would swear in a very specific like mexican slang way and then it was just translated some like in a different way um in english just because it's so specific that it doesn't really have a specific translation um and it has to be clear for the whole audience um so but but i got to experience both sides i still think it's very very valuable even if you only speak one of the two languages um and yeah um that was pretty great um <laughs> the um, the woman that was from vancouver you know everybody could relate to um the things that she would see in her monologues and kind of going at the rain and um 
just very specific um Vancouver context um observations that I think I think were very on point. Um overall the clean and the espejos aka mirrors aspect of it is um very interesting throughout. Um clean is obviously it alludes to the fact that um the our Mexican character is um well started being um a cleaning lady at the hotel and just changing bed sheets and cleaning um guest rooms and because she's so tough she got promoted really quickly. Um and so clean is definitely part of what this character does. But at the same time it the word clean also alludes to um having a clean start um being clean from our past clean from um the different kind of um not ghosts but you know um those um memories that uh, um chase each one of our characters um in very specific ways as i said i'm not going to spoil <laughs> because i really do want to watch um want you to watch it um i'd say because i don't want to spoil there is um a trigger warning that if you register for the um show you'll get an email and they will tell you um kind of hey um this play is going to treat this specific topics um you know um being very mindful about this um so that's a side note on the espejos so mirrors side of it is of course the juxtaposition between both our characters which are very um they just come from very different lives and um backgrounds and they just kind of see um some some aspect of of themselves in each other um as women as um people with um previous trauma um and we we get a very very interesting insight into both what's happening in the scene and also what each of the characters kind of um thinks about and kind of goes off to the side um which was done in a really great way um and it also mirrors again both their experiences both their um imaginations and i thought that was really really great um for further than that um in the espejos side of it like it there are like some moments where the character well at least one or two characters uh i mean at one or two times um there's character that one of one of the characters looks at themselves in the mirror and they kind of um process a lot of um what they've gone through um yeah the mirrors and the being clean kind of being in the ocean, this, like, a Cancun resort. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but, yeah, they're basically in this Cancun resort. Um, and there's there, there's just so much about this specific context of the hotel that is so, um, quote-unquote, like, paradise and so uh, magical for some people and at the same time very sanitized, very standardized, um very much upkept by um people's um sweat and effort um and the way that the actual um stage um makes allusion to this is really creative um i really hope you can experience this on your screen um you can see the sea um there's also very very vivid um descriptions of the of the place where um each of our characters are at in their monologues which are usually by the way um i think this is on second person so they're kind of narrating what they're doing and what's happening in the moment um like i do this i go down i i look at the stars etc um 
which is super super interesting um and it gives the play also a very a very good pace um and yeah i just i just loved it <laughs> um i should say i really really liked it and i really hope that um you can you can also watch it yourself um from the 5th to the 10th of april um through the cult theater um remember just like on demand in your computer don't worry about it um it was truly a fantastic play and it made me really excited to see um a bilingual story um shown in a very creative um manner even the subtitles like they <laughs> there were moments in which um they were accentuated um some words would be tilted um they'd be projected in different parts of the screen they're just it was just great it was just great 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 and i'm so grateful that i got to watch and review this show so please clean espejos put it in your list um okay that's all from me today bye bye take care everyone i want to be like thank you silvana but she wasn't here for me to actually thank her but I'll, I'll thank her anyway thank you sylvie um yeah i mean i love creative storytelling and creative writing and use of the medium that you're in i love theater that blends you know not only languages like this but ways of approaching the actual space that they're in the technology that they're using i think it's so fascinating the way that they're using the subtitles to also tell the story in addition to the speech it's so cool and realistically like that's such a cool way to approach a play for also like the hearing impaired like that's such an accessible way for theater and i honestly like i am really excited to see how this play translates on the virtual grounds because um as you might remember from our interview with uh lisa uh, a few weeks ago who is one of the art like the media people for the coach they do have their online version isn't just like oh we recorded the play and we're putting it online it's like an actual unique version of itself so you could watch the in-person version and watch the online version and it would essentially be the same play like it's the same story and all and same actors and actresses and da 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 however it's a, it's a different construction you know and you can compare and contrast those constructions i just think it's so fascinating and such a cool way to approach online theater um and so you know especially because realistically like covid isn't going away and some people are not going to feel comfortable with going to the theater for a while and that's totally fine like we can still have things online things online are great things online are cool they just don't replace the in person but you know they're entirely new, different experience and that's awesome uh so now we're going to go into a very quick ad and psa break and when we're back i'm going to be talking about the play i watched last week that i want to i can't recommend enough called men express their feelings um about you know men expressing their feelings like yeah <laughs> i'll talk more about it in a bit uh but for now i'll leave you with um a quick quick shores and psa's in the context of vancouver's opioid crisis citr would like to take a moment to share some harm reduction strategies try not to do drugs alone when going out let friends know what drugs you're taking and make sure someone has an unlocked kit if you're able to Get your drugs tested before taking them. Avoid mixing opioids with alcohol or stimulants. Remember that opioids can include painkillers prescribed by a doctor, and it's possible for any drugs to be contaminated with opioids. Learn the signs of opioid overdose, which include, but are not limited to, unresponsiveness or unconsciousness, inability to speak, breathing that is slow, erratic, or has stopped completely, heartbeat that is slow, erratic, or has stopped completely, skin tone that has turned blue or gray, choking or gurgling sounds. If you think someone is overdosing, call 911 immediately. Start rescue breathing and administer naloxone if you have it. You cannot get in trouble for being on drugs, so always call 911 in an emergency. For more information about naloxone kits and training, visit towardtheheart.com. Thank you and stay safe.
There is a drinking water settlement for First Nations, and the claims process is now open. If you are a First Nations member impacted by a long-term drinking water advisory, you may be eligible for compensation. This is the first drop in recognizing those communities impacted. Submit your claim at firstnationsdrinkingwater.ca. And we're back. Um, it's always so weird to be in the studio by myself. Um, it feels a little lonely, but it's okay. So men express their feelings. It is a ZZ Theater production uh, written by Sonny Drake. And it's going on until April 3rd. So you have a little bit of time until next, not this Sunday, the next Sunday. Um, very, very good play. It's a 90-minute play with no intermission. Very quickly paced. And, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's about men expressing their feelings. But how are they actually approaching this? So it's a comedy, which I think is was really the highlight of the night. I don't think this show could have been done in not a comedic form and kept its lightness and funness to it, you know? I rarely, sometimes I do want to go to a show and I'm like, ah, I'm ready to cry. And I think that's fine. But with a show like this, especially given that men in our society often are told to not express their feelings or feelings are seen as a weakness or a liability issue, essentially, uh, to treat it as a comedy takes away some of the the pressure off expressing those feelings while still expressing their, those feelings and uh, without ever making fun of men for expressing their feelings, which I think is is. Is, is the big thing about this play is that it the, never makes fun of men expressing their feeling for expressing their feelings but it does make fun of men who don't express their feeling well not exactly make fun of but make fun of the societal pressures that lead men to not expressing their feelings so this play is set in a hockey what's it called <laughs> i want to say a dressing room but it's not a dressing room what is it called Oh, yeah, it is a dressing room. Okay, I was thinking theater, like a theater dressing room. But it's a hockey dressing room. Okay, cool. So it's set in a, in a dressing room where uh, these two teenagers, these two guys, these two teenager dudes, um, they and their dads are put in there because one of the dads uh, physically assaulted another, the other dad and the teacher who was supervising this said that if they didn't get together and discuss their feelings and discuss like what the situation was about, that both their kids would be removed from the team. And, you know, these teens are, you know, playing, there's going to be a scout coming for the next tournament and they really need to play and practice and, you know, potentially have a career in hockey. And so we are, as an audience, put in a, we're in the dressing room with them. And we're watching these four people, these four men, unfold their feelings, uh, these two generations of men unfold their feelings and address some of the things that they are dealing with. Um, I think one of the key things is that this play is not just about men. It also touches on being an immigrant. It touches on racism. Um, it touches on... Uh, sexuality, approaching these topics with parents, with societal expectations of who, um, who or what a man, quote unquote, should be, and it's it was a really funny play, talking about really serious things in a really humorous way that just really got through to you. Um, the play structure is also fascinating. The The play structure is, they say it is structured like a hockey game. So it's three, um, what's it called? Three, uh, obviously, I, I know a lot about sports. <laughs> um, three sets, three sets. Um, and there are a lot of like breaks and like breaks on the, off the fourth wall where the kids 
uh, kind of come forward as the narrators of the show as their parents are discussing their feelings or having a fight or, you know, having whatever conversations they're having. Uh, and so you get this commentary, a live commentary of the actions. And you also get a lot of rewinds. I think one of the very key elements that made this show so funny is that it's not told in a chronological order. It's not told even in a linear order at all. It's a consistent back and forth of like, okay, we're talking about our feelings, but what led to these feelings existing? So what led to the situation? And so we rewind and we figure out, and then we're back to tell it. We're back to the original situation. And we also get like, oh, but that's not how this person thought it happened. And we get that perspective as well. And so these different types of reenactment um, where it allows every single characters, every single character, all the four of these characters to be fully explored and fully developed and goes deep into what each character experiences and what each character um, is trying to, you know, bring about um and their and their development it's it's it was a great show but i think what's important to always keep in mind with a show like this is that it could have easily been <clears throat> it could have easily been like yes men express their feelings but it could have been limited in so many ways and once this show touched on immigration issues and race issues, it became so much broader and so much more real and tangible and even marital issues, you know, like, oh, your mother is fine. And then at the in the very same sentence, did she say something to you? Where, what are the expectations of, what are the gender expectations in a marriage, you know? Also bringing that in was just really, really cool to see. But back to what I was saying before regarding um, bringing in this racial issue, immigrants, immigration issue, or immigration conversation. Um, it's to show that even men that do express their feelings might not actually be expressing their feelings. I think a lot of men especially intellectual men or men that fall into this like no i i do express my feelings i i, I am sensitive they fall into this gap where yes technically they have the words to express their feelings and they are expressing them verbally but they're actually not allowing themselves to feel their feelings and I think that was a very important point that was brought up in this play is that you have for the dad specifically, on one side, you have this on one side, you have this very macho man that is like, you don't hug other men. My my dad's way of showing he loved me was throwing a chair at me, you know, like that kind of stuff that is like, oh, my God, that's that's not healthy. And on the other hand, you have this man that is like, hey, like, no, you have to, you, I feel frustrated. I feel confused. Like, what do you feel? And as you go delve a little bit deeper into his verbalization of his emotions, you realize that it's very superficial. It's lacking that, hey, like, I am not allowing myself to feel weak. I'm not allowing myself to, you know, acknowledge that. I'm not okay. And I don't know. It was just such a good play. I took my partner who is very attuned to these kinds of things. And we've been having a lot of discussions about gender roles and emotions and things like that. And he, he cried a little, which I think showcases that men need more spaces like this needs more representation like this where it isn't just one thing or the other it is the nuance of masculinity because the same way that femininity is so incredibly important and women are amazing men are also wonderful and masculinity is also there's nothing condemnable about masculinity in of itself the same way there's nothing condemnable about femininity in of itself and i think that a lot of media over the past few years have yes focus on femininity and i'm not saying that's a bad thing that is amazing i love that representation but we have 
left behind healthy representations or what we should be aiming to be healthy representations of masculinity. And I'm really glad plays like this exist because it's a fun, entertaining, approachable way of talking about all these very important topics. It really does leave like a cultural impact behind where you're not only considering like gender roles, you're actually considering like sexuality and identity and um, intergenerational trauma, you know, all these things that affect so much of who we are and how we interact in the world. And so many men are punished or, or societally in a social structure. Men are usually punished for expressing their feelings. And this play is bringing that up in a way that is not only allowing them to express their feelings, it's making fun of the society and bringing about like, hey, like this is kind of like not not great that this exists in this way. And yeah, you know what? Overall, great, great play. It's happening from Tuesday to Saturday at 7.30 p.m. And Saturdays and Sundays, they also have a matinee going on at 3 p.m. Um, at the Fire Hall Art Center. Um, it's a very good play. I loved it so much. I cannot recommend it enough. I hope you do go out and watch it. It's just such a fun, 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 fun night uh, where you will laugh the entire way through and by the end, you'll still be left with like a really great message and a really great like thought. It's like a great food for thought that doesn't leave it, that doesn't become depressing. You know, we don't have enough of that. So much food for thought is just like, oh, you know, think about all these horrible things. Now go home. <laughs> and it's like, no, I want to laugh. I want to have fun. And this is exactly what this play does. Um, and before I stop talking about this and before we end the show today, I do want to bring up one more thing that I just remembered, which was so, so it just stuck in my mind. Um, this show, I was fortunate enough to attend opening night, but I'm not sure if they're going to do this every night, but for opening night, the directors of the show, sorry, the producers of the show, um, invited um, a two-spirit man to do a land acknowledgement at the beginning, singing the Musqueam anthem um, in the beginning of the show. I had never been personally exposed or personally, I don't know, yes, um, to a two-spirit indigenous man. And I think his land acknowledgement was the best land acknowledgement I've ever heard because it wasn't just simply a land acknowledgement. He made it personal. Uh, he talked about his history and his story and why this play was important to him. And in hearing his words about the importance of this play, I was already like, okay, I'm, I'm very excited to see what comes next. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That was, it was just a really cool experience. And I hope you get to see, get to, you know, experience that as well. I think it's an amazing play and it will be going on for another week and a half, which it gives you plenty of time to try to catch it. So tune in next week where we will have uh, a review of Made in Italy, the one person, one man, um, re uh, one man musical and much, much more. Um, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, my name is Lua Prediju. I am speaking to you from the unceded traditional territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations um, in the Vancouver Point Grey campus at CITR, um, 101.9 FM. And I'll leave you with some, with some music. Yeah. Okay. Bye, everyone. Have a wonderful evening. And I'll see you all next week.
circles round.